We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So next, I want to break into break out, break up in the offensive defensive matchups, and and dive into really how this game looks on paper, but then also what about each matchup on the field is going to impact what we see. And of course, we're going to start with the Notre Dame offense, and we're going to talk about how the Notre Dame offense stacks up against the USC defense. It's going to be a very very interesting evening because when you look at the numbers, Notre Dame still ranks really high in yards per play. They're still a top 35 offense in total yards and and points per game, which are all, you know, good numbers. And, you know, but I, I think we would all agree disappointing considering they started the season scoring 40 points per game in each of their first four games. So for, for three games to to drag your point total down, they've gone from 46 in the first three games to now down to 34 means that your offense is really, they've struggled in recent weeks. There's no doubt about it. And as we've talked about Notre Dame in the last three games uh, has scored 14 points against Ohio state. They scored uh, 20, uh, 21 points against Duke. And if you look at the 21 points, it wasn't a pretty 21 points. You know, your first touchdown got set up by a fake field goal. You needed a fake, or I mean, excuse me, a fake punt attempt. You needed that uh, to get your group going. Your second points, which was a field goal, was set up by a um, a shortened field where your defense gave you the ball. Uh, your your second touchdown of the game was a play where you had to a drive where you had to convert a fourth and 16 uh, to get down there and score. So it was, it was, uh, it was hard work. You look at the Louisville game this past week. Yes, they scored 14 points. If we're being honest, a lot of that was ugly as well, right? I mean, you talk about Notre Dame had seven points at halftime. Their first field goal, of the second half was set up by getting a short field. The defense gave them a short field. They did not convert a first down and got a field goal. So it's been tough sledding for Notre Dame on offensive offense in recent weeks. And and so the numbers look good or look solid still, but they're they've they've been steadily going down and they have not been as good of it the last three weeks, obviously. And, and it, I'm a big context guy. Right. So if you look at the the score, the points per yards per game, it's forty three four hundred thirty seven point nine. But in the last three games, Notre Dame has failed to get within 50 yards of that number. 
They went for 351 against Ohio State. They went for 381 against Duke. They went for 298 against Louisville. Uh, that's a really bad number. Notre Dame hasn't been that low since the Cal game last year. It's the last time Notre Dame went that low. Even against Stanford last year, as bad as Notre Dame was, they still have 301 yards against Stanford. Uh, went for only 4.52 yards per play against Louisville last season. That was their lowest mark since, I mean, you'd have to go back. 4.52 is Wisconsin of 2021 is the last time Notre Dame had a yards per play average that low. Only 6.1 against Duke and 5.5 against Ohio State. So when I say only, I mean relative to, those are okay numbers, but I mean relative to what they've done on the course of the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode of the Irish Breakdown Podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever feel like your brain is getting in its own way? Like you're laying in bed at night with your mind racing a thousand miles per hour and you just can't sleep? Like when you know what you should do, what's good for you, but you just can't do it. Therapy helps you figure out what's holding you back so you can work for yourself instead of against yourself. And if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. When you get there, just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Irish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Irish. The overall numbers look great, but momentum matters in football. And right now, the momentum is not is not where the Notre Dame offense needs it to be. USC, same deal. I talked about the context. This 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 is a really weird thing. Like if you look at it, they rank 79th in the in the country, as I pointed out, in scoring defense. Despite not playing, they play three offenses that average less than 20 points per game. Nevada. Stanford and Arizona State. They only play one offense that averages over 30 points per game on the season, and that's Colorado. That's it. Arizona's at 29.8, but if you're going to look at the context of overtime relative to taking, you know, being positive for their defense, then you also have to look at the fact that uh, they got, they had 13 extra points in overtime as well. So that takes a little bit from their average also. And then when you look at the yards per game, uh, they rank 112th in yards per game. Their opponent, San Jose State, ranks 84th in yards per game offensively. Nevada is 129th. 
Stanford ranks 102nd. Arizona State ranks 105th. Colorado ranks uh, – helps to spell it right. Colorado ranks 50th in yards per game. They throw for a lot of yards, but they don't run the ball at all. And then Arizona um, is is uh, actually is the best offense they face from a yards per play standpoint at 32nd. 32nd. But Arizona, as we mentioned, did not have their starting quarterback in that game. So USC has been getting gashed by bad offenses or mediocre to bad offenses this season so far. And so when you look at those numbers in context, this is a really bad defense. They're, they're, but here's the deal. If I'm a USC analyst right now and I'm looking at Notre Dame's offense the last three games, I'm saying to myself, this is a get-right game for you. This is your opportunity to have a get-right game against a Notre Dame offense that right now can't really score on anybody that's any good. Yeah, they scored a bunch of points on Tennessee State, who stinks, and they scored a bunch of points on Navy, who stinks, and they scored a bunch of points on Central Michigan, who stinks, and they scored a bunch of points on, you know, a team, you know, NC State, who, you know, they scored a bunch of those points late in the game. And, you know, there's a lot of things that if I'm covering USC right now, I- I'm looking at it the same way from the standpoint of they have the opportunity to go out there and get right as well against a Notre Dame offense. So they need to kind of come into this game, Notre Dame, and say, hey, look, you cannot look at USC and be like, they stink, they're no good, we're going to go out there and just roll them. You've been playing really poorly. There needs to be a level of, we've got to get back to playing Notre Dame football. We've got to get back to playing the way we played beginning of the season, and, and even to a degree against Ohio State. If Notre Dame comes out and plays in certain areas like they did against Ohio State, they're going to score a lot of points in this football game. Because obviously Ohio State has has is a team that uh, is a pretty good football team, but USC is going to look at Notre Dame and say, "You guys scored forty two points against Navy. Yeah, that's great, but Navy gave up forty four points to South Florida, right? I mean, so so Notre Dame is going to be looked at by USC as some some ordeal. They are going to be a get right game, and so Notre Dame needs to make sure that it's not that." in this game. And so when you look at these numbers, these are Notre Dame has a very clear advantage, very clear advantage. When you just look at the entirety of the offense, when you look at the context of the, of the teams they've played, you can't even look and say, well, yeah, USC's given up a lot, but like if USC had these numbers and they had played Oregon and Washington and and Colorado and, and teams like that, you could say, hey, look, man, they've played some really good offenses and, and they've just given up points, but you know, Notre Dame's not as good as those offenses. As bad as Notre Dame has been, it's still going to probably be the best offense that Arizona, uh, that USC has faced so far this season. Think about that. You know, again, highest point per game average on their schedule is Colorado of 41. Colorado scored six points against Oregon. Uh, you know, what actually, what did Colorado do this past week against Arizona State? And they, they scored, I think, what, 27? If I remember correctly, let me look at it right now. They scored 27 against Arizona State. So Colorado's offense scored on a bunch of teams that aren't very good either, right, Uh, when you look at their defenses. So uh, this is a game where something's got to give in this matchup. Something's got to give. You just hope that it's not, meaning you've got an offense that's struggling, you've got a defense that's struggling. Something's going to have to give. Somebody's going to have to play well in this matchup. Is it going to be the USC defense or is it going to be the Notre Dame offense? I don't know the answer to that, but we're going to find out. You look at the matchup of the Notre Dame pass game against the USC pass defense, again, similar situation. This is not a team 
that is very good at stopping the pass, and they've kind of been that way all year. Uh, I actually thought they started off in the opener against San Jose State pretty good. I, I thought that they had to hit a couple big plays, but overall they were good. 5.1 yards per attempt held San Jose State to below 50%. They did give up some yards to Nevada, but you look at it and it was a blowout and they got some points yards late. Shut down Stanford's pass game. That didn't surprise me. Stanford's pass game stinks. But in the last three games, they've given up 263, 371, and 303. They've given up a lot of yards in the last three games. And so, you know, to me, when I look at it, this is kind of what Notre Dame needs. Uh, they need to play a team like this. They need to play a team. Uh, and the reason I, I, I like to, to point out the last three games, because none of those games were blowouts. You could, you could kind of talk about the Colorado game was for a while, and that would be very fair. But Arizona, it was not a blowout. Arizona State, it was not a blowout. Those games were competitive throughout, and they gave up over 300 yards per game. The, the total of the last three games against Arizona State, Colorado, and Arizona is they're giving up 312.3 yards per game. And that's a that's a lot of yards. That's a lot of yards. And if you look at, let me see, the yards per attempt. So it's 84, 119. So uh, the yards per attempt in that stretch is 7.9, which is pretty good, right? It's it's a pretty solid number. Uh, they've also given up 11 touchdowns to three interceptions. They've allowed their last two opponents uh, to complete 66.7 or better in th- you know in, in the passing game. So there's some things that you like and some things you don't like. Uh, no- Notre Dame is is going to be. A, a team that is going to have to come out and get their pass game right. Because when you look at the numbers right there, those all look good, but those are, to me, very misleading numbers for Notre Dame. They rank 18th in yards per attempt, 19th in yards per completion. They rank fourth in touchdown passes. Uh, they they have uh, ranked 15th in pass efficiency. They rank 20th in big plays in the pass game. And that all looks great, but to me, That's because Notre Dame really beat up on bad opponents. You know, they threw for 336 against Tennessee State, uh, 286 on big plays against NC State, which was actually a pretty good game. NC State's got a pretty good pass defense, in my opinion. And they threw for 342 against Central Michigan. So I I talked about the last three games, how, you know, USC has really struggled throwing the foot or stopping the passing game. And I tried to give proper context to it is, yeah, their numbers are are bad, but they've, they've been even worse lately. Well, Notre Dame's pass offense has been poor lately. So they averaged 266.9 on the season, but the last three games, they're only averaging 217 yards per game. That's it. And and so when you look at their yards per attempt in the last three games, it's 6.9. That's it. So again, something's got to give. What's it going to be? Is it going to be Notre Dame gets back on track in the pass game or USC's pass defense steps up and finally gives them chances to make plays. But just looking at the numbers, you know, when, when you look at the struggles that Notre Dame has had in recent weeks, stopping the pass game, the reality is, is part of that has been the competition. It's been who they've played. When you, when you look at Notre Dame's last few opponents, Notre Dame uh, played Ohio, their struggle started against Ohio state. Right now, Ohio State is the number six team in the country in fewest yards allowed uh, passing. They're seventh in pass efficiency defense. Duke is currently seventh in yards per play allowed nationally. They are third in in, uh, quarterback passer efficiency. Louisville is a team that has not been as good stopping the pass. Uh, They they still rank 41st in, in passer rating, which is not good, but it's also not terrible. 
and, and Louisville does rank 65th in passing yards, but Notre Dame went over uh, the average that Louisville has given up in that game with 254. So they've played good pass defenses in recent games, and they've had success. And the hope, for, if you're a Notre Dame fan, is that Notre Dame can continue to find that uh, can continue to find that level of success this in this game and, and kind of get on track against a team that uh, has struggled to stop the pass all season. The one matchup in this part of it that really concerns me the most is the very uh, the bottom second to last number on there. If you guys see down here, it's this number down here. It's big. It's big plays, right? And then the other one is oop, that got clicked over. Give me a second. Let's go down to passing game. It's down here at the bottom, and and it's up here. These two right here, right? These are the two that concern me the most, and here's why: because Notre Dame is um, ranks 45th in the country in sacks allowed per game. They have been especially problematic the last few weeks, and even when they're not giving up sacks, they're allowing Sam Hartman to get to get pressured. When you look at the sacks for USC, as bad as their past defense has been, they get after the quarterback, and they are able to generate sacks in these games. Now, uh, when you look at their sack numbers on the season, uh, they have had a couple games that pump the numbers up a little bit, but even the last two weeks against Arizona-Colorado, they got three each, which is good, but they had uh, eight against Arizona State. They had five against Nevada. They only had one against San Jose State, two against Stanford, three against Colorado, and three against Arizona. So those aren't exactly great pass rush numbers, but they do get they do get, do a good job of putting pressure on the quarterback when they know you've got to throw the football. Uh, Notre Dame is going to have to do a better job protecting the quarterback this week because last week they gave up a lot of pressure and a lot of sacks. I say sacks. I don't know that they gave up a lot of sacks. I believe they gave up three. Let me let me look at the numbers here real quick. Just give me one second. They gave up five to Louisville. Uh, a couple came late in the game, but they they were pressuring Sam Hartman for most of the game, and that was a Louisville team that only came into the game with nine sacks on the season. So it's a it's it's problematic. So the numbers. Uh, look like their uh, advantage to USC, but it's even greater when you consider how the two teams are playing in their most three most recent games, because that can be the great equalizer. If if you can if you have advantages scheme wise, uh, which as bad as it's been for Notre Dame, that's still true. If you have advantages personnel wise, which I believe to be true, if you have if this other team is whatever it, they're struggling at different types of things, uh, you could say hey. You've got all those advantages, but how they get negated is you cannot protect the quarterback. That's going to be a big key in this game. And so they're going to have to be ready for that and, and be prepared for that. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the most important matchup in the game. Now, I would contend that Notre Dame cannot win this game if they don't throw the football effectively. I believe that to be true. They are going to have to be able to get the ball out. They're going to have to get the ball down the field. They're going to have to make big plays. If you look at the past game, Notre Dame, 13th in the country, or excuse me, 20th in the country in big plays in the passing game. Uh, USC ranks 114th in most big pass plays allowed. Notre Dame hasn't been hitting them lately. That's obviously going to be a part of it. But to me, this is the part of the game that's going to matter the most, and here's why I say that. The numbers are fine. You know, USC's rush defense is better than their rush offense, or or pass defense, excuse me. Uh, Notre Dame's pat rush offense has been substandard lately. If we're just if we're going to be completely honest with you, and I, I know they've played some teams that are good at you know stopping the run, but I don't really care. I don't really care who you are um, playing for Notre Dame to run the ball the way they did or failed to run the ball the way they did this past week against Louisville is just to me inexcusable. And I know Louisville has a, a quality run defense and all that, but you're supposed to be Notre Dame. You're supposed to be a team to go out there and run on people. And, and uh, it was a very disappointing performance. Notre Dame was held to 44 yards rushing and they only had 159 on Duke. Duke doesn't have a great rush defense. You know, that was Notre Dame's lowest rushing total since they went for 42 yards in the bowl Fiesta bowl against Oklahoma two years ago. And it was their lowest, uh, regular season mark since 2021 against Wisconsin. When you are doing things, running the football, that are are what has that happened in 2021, that's a problem because that was not a very good running team. And so Notre Dame is going to have to pick it up. And I know a lot of people are going to – I see the conversation about midterms and all that. Guys, there were no midterms week of Ohio State. There were no midterms during the week of Duke. And those things started then, before – we got into the Louisville game. So these are these are things that we can look for excuses and blame it on this, this, and this. But the reality is, is this is a trend that's been starting here now for, for a few games. And it's one that's going to have to fix, be fixed, because this is supposed to be the strength of your football team. Running the football is supposed to be what you're the best at. And if you can't run the football against this defense, which ranks 92nd in the country in yards allowed per game, which is – if you're USC, that's even more problematic because when you consider how many games that they've they've kind of really blown teams out, you know, they gave up over 209 yards to Stanford. They gave up 198 to San Jose State at 7.3 per carry. Did a good job against Arizona State and Nevada uh, as far as stopping the run, but those teams are, I mean, honestly, just really not good at running the football. Uh, Nevada averages 105.8 yards per game rushing. That's it. Fresno State held them to about the same numbers USC did uh, in that in that game. Arizona State's rush offense, also not very good. They run for 83.7 yards per game. They went for, against USC, they went for 90. So even, even their 90 yards per game was greater than what they're, they're used to doing. And when you consider that they had eight sacks in that game, USC did. It even adds to the overall numbers. And then 
against Colorado, and uh, they gave up 193 rushing yards to Colorado. Colorado doesn't run the football very well at all. Colorado ran for 193 yards against USC. Their next highest rushing total on the season is 70 yards. They did that against uh, against Colorado State. They ran for they ran for 4.3 yards per carry. It's not great. Their next highest total is 2.8 yards per game. Colorado has only gone above 1.9 yards per carry twice this entire season. Twice. 2.8 against Colorado State, 4.3 against USC. So when you look at the context of, of USC's rushing defense, again, it has to be factored in that this is not a defense. It's that's They're not stopping great rushing attacks. You look at Arizona, who ran for 203 yards this past weekend. Arizona has topped that mark twice. They topped it. They went 186 against an FCS team, Northern Arizona. And then they rushed for over 200 yards against, uh, against UTEP, who is not very good. UTEP right now in the season is currently 1-5. Uh, UTEP on the season is currently uh, rushing, giving up, excuse me, 191.7 yards per game on the ground. They're not a very good rush defense. They've given up, they give up 244 to Arizona. A week later, they give up 307 to UNLV. And and uh, so, and then of course, they ran for only 91 against Mississippi State. They ran for only 145 against Stanford. They only ran for 110 against Washington. They went for 203 against USC with their backup quarterback. So he, again, when you look at the context of it, it, it's even worse for USC's defense. But we're still sitting here in a situation where Notre Dame is reeling. And this is why I say it's about it's about emotions. It's about you know getting where are you at mentally, where are you at physically, where's your heart, where's your pride? And that right there is why this game matters, this matchup matters so much. Because it's not about, it's not so much about the yards that Notre Dame runs for. We talked about this yesterday. USC is going to load the box. They're going to have a very similar game plan to what to what they did last year against Notre Dame. Because last year in the game surrounding the Notre Dame game, they gave up 204 yards to UCLA the week before. They gave up 223 yards to Utah the game after. They give up 305 yards in the bowl game to Tulane, who averaged 9.0 yards per carry. Uh, they give up 221 to Stanford last year, 164 to Fresno State, and then they held Notre Dame to 90 last year. So they're going to be geared towards stopping the run. But two things about this matchup. Number one is you've still got to find a way to run the football, number one. But number two, this matchup is going matters a lot to me because you're going to run the ball effectively against USC if you are pissed off in my opinion, and, and pissed off and focused. Because if you're pissed off and you're just pissed off, you're going to play on, you're going to play physical, but you're going to play on disciplined football. It means penalties, uh, giving up tackles for loss because you didn't block your guy, right? It's it, it comes down to did you play physical, disciplined football? That's where it comes down to. If you're able to do that and the offensive coaching is just solid, in this game from a design standpoint and they use their personnel effectively, which I think they will, then you're going to run the football on, on USC. And, and I'll be honest for me, I am, I am really hoping that they come into this game willing to at least early on 
be willing to to utilize Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price a little more. Because to me, I want to use my speed to crease this defense and get outside of it. So if they're going to pound the, you know, load the box, then there are going to be things you can do to attack the perimeter, to to use your zones effectively, to, to hit cutback lanes, to use some of your pin and pull stuff to be able to get outside and get running lanes. So things that they didn't necessarily have at their disposal last year, run game wise, that they have now, uh, that they can they can go out there and be effective. And so, to me, this is going to be about good scheme, use your players effectively. But at the end of the day, if Notre Dame does well in this matchup, it's because the O line showed up a little ticked off, and and a little you know they're they're maybe listening to our show about how bad they played. I'm saying it somewhat sarcastically. And maybe some parents are listening to our show and telling them, you know, hey, everybody's saying you're not playing well. Okay, fine. That's all fine and dandy. But to me, what it what matters more is you are an offensive lineman at University of Notre Dame. You are the offensive line coach at the University of Notre Dame. There is a standard of excellence here that you're currently not meeting as a unit. Now you say, well, this guy's playing well, that guy's – it's one line, one heartbeat, one unit, right? As a unit – they're not playing well as a unit. They're not playing with the discipline and the physicality needed. You're the coach. You've got to fix that stuff. But when you're the players, you got to dig down deep, be a little pissed off and come out in this game and say, we've got something to prove. We, we've got something to prove in this game. We've got something where we can come out and we're going to show them a little something in this game. And I want to see that. I want to see that from this Notre Dame offensive line. And, and if they establish that mentality, to me, that bleeds into every other part of this matchup. That bleeds into the pass game. That bleeds into the energy level. You're going to score points. It's going to fire up the defense. All of those things are going to be true. And that's going to tell me that this Notre Dame team came to play. So if they are thriving in this matchup, and I'm not talking about yards because they can they can get a couple big plays or put some stuff on late. And and if you even if you lose, you can still run for some yards. I'm talking about coming out from jump at the beginning of this game and just saying we are going to put we're going to put it on you. You know we're we're gonna we're gonna just come out and physically just punish you because it's not your fault, USC. You didn't do anything. It's nothing personal, but we're we're up we're pissed about what what we've done. And we're going to come out and take it out on you. And that's the mindset that Notre Dame had in 2017 against USC. Uh, that's the mindset that Notre Dame had against USC in 2019. It went for over 300 yards in both games. Uh, that's the mindset that that is going to allow them to win this football game. And if they don't do it, it's going to be a long night. But if they're able to do it, then that's when you start feeling really good about where Notre Dame is. And so when you think about having Audric estimate, yes, he's your dude. But when you've got guys like Jeremiah Love, you've got guys like Jadarian Price, you cannot come out of a football game and say, hey, we are going to come out in this game and with Jadarian Price and Jeremiah Love having six carries. Can't happen. They need more touches. In this particular game, they need more touches because they have the skill set that can give USC some serious problems. And I'm curious to see if they're going to use it effectively. doesn't mean you don't use Audric. If Audric's healthy, you use him, right? And I assume he's going to play this weekend. You know, he finished the game last week. 
you still use him. You still use that hammer. You still use your Braun Payne as the hammer. But the speed has to be what you're building around this week at the running back position. And if they do that, I think this matchup could be very good. If they're able to do this, I think it bleeds into the other things, as I said, and this offense could get back on track because this offense is going to get back on track at the at the very foundation of it because this group right here takes some pride in, in the standard that's in front of them. And if they do it, then I'm excited about what they're going to show. And I'm excited about, about how this team is going to look. So that's going to be a very, very interesting part of what this game is going to look like. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. 